0: yesterday when we began a lot was, uh, there, there was a lot of fellowship about this word time, time, knowing the time, knowing the time. And as a result, uh, actually quite a number of saints in, in the response and the reaction, uh, talked about redeeming the time, redeeming the time. And, uh, that was in the morning in our in our first session. In our evening session last night, the second session, we talked about in that in in when the Lord Jesus, um, when he uh, talked about his second coming, he himself likened the days of his coming, the days of his coming, to the days of Noah, and to the days of Lot. And, and we mentioned this, that, that when we read those stories, at least I could tell you when I read those stories, I right away think of certain things and aspects of the living of that time, uh, especially the, the uh, immorality, the unrighteousness. And, um, but it's so interesting, the Lord, the Lord Jesus did not mention those things in this context. And what he mentioned was daily life the affairs of daily life. And so um, we try to release this burden that we, we, must, we must be cautious, we must be careful uh, in our daily living, not that we would shun any of our responsibilities. And, and we even saw two in the field, one taken, the other left, two at the mill, in the, the things of normal, even two in the bed, just sleeping when you should sleep, and and one and and taken, taken, so which which means uh, available, um, un not not distracted, oc, preoccupied, right, and so um, there was so, uh, this kind of emphasis on the matter of daily life, that that to prepare for the Lord's coming has much to do with our daily life, our daily living. So as a kind of conclusion to that fellowship and somewhat a segue and introduction to this morning's fellowship, I want to talk about budgeting, budgeting, three things, three things. And um, actually what I'm going to fellowship with you is not original material. It's, I tell you, the source material is by Brother Lee, Brother Witness Lee. I'm not uh, uh, ashamed to tell you where I got it from. Um, it's Messages for the Working Saints. I, I, I told you about this book yesterday. Messages for the Working Saints. And I believe this is in the final chapter, which might be chapter seven. That's, that, it's, it's so short, saints. That book is so short. I hope you could get it. You could read it this week. Uh, Yeah, if I were you after my introduction, I'd read chapter seven first. I'd read the last one first, and then I'd go back probably. But feel free to read the way you're supposed to read from beginning to end. Budget three things. Number one, our time. We should budget our time. As believers, as believers, knowing the time, we should budget our time. Because to some extent, all we have is time. That's the only thing you have. That's the only thing sometimes you can control. And that's only sometimes. Because, because our, our lives, there, there are certain things you can't control. And especially today, this is the first time that I'm giving this fellowship under this scenario. And that is, so many of you are working from home. That means you have more control of your time. You can't use that excuse anymore. (laughs) When you get to the judgment seat, the Lord will say, "Uh, wait, didn't I give you a little help? Didn't you pray before? Didn't you pray? Oh Lord, my time. Wait, didn't you pray that once upon a time? So I just sent this little thing your way for, yeah, year and a half, two years, just so you could get your act together. What happened? So time, time, budget your time and budget your time, just like with everything, first for the Lord. And I'll come back to this. Second, budget your money, budget your money. And I would say also, first for the Lord first for the lord uh, i don't have i don't have any time to develop this burden because i, I really want to get to this content but I would, I would just say this i i have helped saints or tried to at their request with budgeting and and it's because i, I have some, you know, financial background and so on, and they thought maybe I could help. I was in a, a CPA and, and so on. And anyway, but but when they came, they of course they have to be transparent. If you're going to get help, you have to lay it all out. What are your expenditures and this and that and your debt and this, all, everything? And I saw both cases. I said two cases, and so. They're helping me. I'm not a, a financial advisor. I'm a brother in the Lord. So I have to be so faithful. Say, uh, where's your offering? Where's your offering number? Oh, oh, well, you know, brother, it's been very difficult. And, and so you could see, I said, no, I understand all this. I really understand. But actually, mm, this is where your problem begins. If you would put 10% for the Lord from the top, many of the things will work out in three months. I don't know if they were offended or I don't know if they got the help because they never talked to me again about, <laughs> about finances. But I told them 10%. And don't ask me gross or net. <laughs> That's between you and the Lord that, that you're, you're, in, you're already in the wrong realm if you go there. So I'm not talking to you anymore. And better, better if you have another 5% for the Lord's work. For the Lord's work. And saints, I'm not, I'm not saying this. The Lord knows, the Lord cover me. And I believe most of you know me and my heart. So you wouldn't misunderstand. We don't talk about this very often, but I like to talk about this here in this conference with the young working saints, because because many of you are still at the outset of your careers of your professional life. And if you learn this lesson now, you will be blessed your entire life. You will, you will, your family will be blessed and you will be a blessing in Whatever locality, local church you are, whatever country you are, bless, just bless with your money. So I I would tell you, and and I, I don't like to talk this way because of, I don't know what's in your mind. And I don't know, I don't know how the enemy could twist what we say. But I'll take a little risk because I trust your heart to understand my heart. And I would say 10%, make it out to your local church. 10% every month, just from the top, 10%. And then if you have the grace, 5% for the Lord's work, for those who are serving the Lord, for those who are being trained to serve the Lord, for uh, meeting halls that are built here and there, for this place, for so many things in the Lord's recovery, that that need money to work needs men and money. It's people and and money, and and there are times when you, I could tell you this. We had to pull full timers back from Russia at one time because the money ran out. Saints are there willing to serve, but. There's just no funds. And you say, oh, trust the Lord. And also we have to trust the Lord's sovereignty. You know, but, hmm, I wonder. So I'd just like to say this, budget your money and make that the first check or the first, uh, you know, what, what payment that, you know, I know a lot of you do things electronically now. You're saying check, you haven't written a check in, you know, five years just just yeah. that'll bless you thirdly budget your energy we all have and you will learn this <laughs> limited energy and and the older you get the less of it you got and you have to budget your energy if you give your all for a certain thing on a Saturday, that's some amusement, blow off some steam. Then you need that. You need proper recreation. We all need, uh, I could give you another message on recreation, proper recreation. I don't have to give you the message. Go read Brother Nee's book. It's not a book. It's a message in Messages for Building Up New Believers. He has a lesson on recreation. It just adjusted my whole life. Very practical. Okay, but if you overextend yourself and you give your everything and you're so tired on Saturday that you're just spent for the Lord's Day, you can't even get up, then I would say you didn't budget your time properly. Unless you had planned Unless you had planned, like this is an off weekend. You, you know what I mean? That's different. If you're taking a weekend away, and, and I'm not, I'm not you know, directing or anything. Sometimes, but, but that's not how you thought. You thought, I'm just going to go have some fun Saturday. And then go to the meeting, Lord's Day. But, but you didn't budget your energy. You thought you had more, and you didn't. You don't know yourself. You don't know yourself. And so Lord's Day, or or even you go to the Lord's Day meeting, but your heart is hardly there because your body is barely there. And we are a tripartite being. And all three parts affect each other. So you have to know not only the time, you have to know yourself. Budget. Budget your energy. Uh, Now don't do not misunderstand. I'm not talking against vacations and having fun. And don't misunderstand. Because we all, we all need. We're made this way. We're, we're made this way. We are not self-sustaining beings. And, and we need rest. We need rest. And God made us this way so that we could experience Christ as our rest. But you also need physical rest. You need a, a break. But that physical rest is a picture pointing to Christ. So whenever you get tired, think Christ. That's, that's, what, that's why we're made, built this way. Just point, everything positive in the universe points to Christ. There's a shadow of Christ. Budget. Okay. So three things. You got them? Time. Money. Energy. Okay. For time. The first thing is time with the Lord in his word. That's, that's the first thing we have to budget. Put time. And, and I, I, I can't tell you how much time, but I can give you some guidelines. And nothing f- fellowshiped here in, 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 in this time here is meant to be regulation, law. Don't, don't Nobody should... But At 12.30, nobody should be discouraged. <laughs> you understand? Nobody, nobody should be, oh, I can't do that. Oh, wow, that's, oh, I'm done. No, no, no. The Lord knows you better than you know you. Make a schedule. Make a schedule. When we were young, seeking the Lord together, many of us were helped keep a proper schedule actually I'm, I'm not going that far today but when, when we were being brought up and trained Brother Benjamin Brother Benjamin Chen he told us who were serving together the young people I want a schedule from every one of you the entire week How much? when do you wake up when do you go to bed when do you rest when do you go to work when do you study? When do you spend time? And everything. And we are here to give that so that we could be trained. You know, we, some, some of us did not have the um, benefit of a full-timers training. So we got trained at home. And that was to the serving ones of the young people. To the serving ones of the young people. So that we could be raised up as proper patterns to the young people themselves. That's not that even we talk to the young people about these things. It's just to train us to to be the proper vessels to serve. I'm not talking about that today. I'm talking about 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes in the afternoon, and 10 minutes in the evening. If If we all would practice something like this, your local church will be impacted within three weeks. Ten minutes in the morning. Just ten minutes with the Lord in the morning. Especially for fellowship, not just reading. Just reading. And and I'm not talking about doing morning revival. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about having fellowship with the Lord. You know, I say, Brother Ricky, shouldn't that be the same thing? Yes, it should, but it's not with everyone. So I don't take that for granted. You go through the book, pray over the two verses, read the great part. Some people, and I know this, because people confess to me. I tell them, you do know that we do not intend that, read the two verses, I'm talking about the book, the holy word from Mary- read the two verses, pray over them. Read the gray shaded area, the nourishment, morning nourishment. And then it says reading. And, and some saints were under this thought, I'm supposed to pray, read, read, and then read. Done. No. The, the white page portion is not meant for the morning. If you have time, if you're, gonna, if you're spending 30 minutes or 45 minutes, yes. But if you're only spending 10 minutes, No. Those 10 minutes are with the Lord in the word. So we hope it would be with the centerpiece of those verses. And those verses are there so you don't have to, what verses should I choose today? Have you never, if you didn't have, have you never wasted six minutes of your 10 minutes wondering which verse should I, how many of you ever had something like, like that? Yeah. And so here it is. Don't think about it. Just next put a bookmark and and actually we were encouraged when when I was when I was a teenager we were encouraged that that um, take just take a book in the Bible we didn't have these books with the help of Holy Word for Morning Bible just take a book in the Bible and just pray read through verse by verse and so so let's say you take the Gospel of John so Monday morning, you take John 1. And how far do you go? Up to you. You, it's just, you just pray maybe, verse 1 and verse 2, maybe. Or 1, 2, 3. Then the next day, what do you do? Well, if you really liked yesterday, go back. Or pick up verse 3. Or if not, if you want to be more rigid, go to 4. Verse four, in him was light, and the light was the light of men. The light shined in the darkness. And and so you pray, read those two. And, oh, okay. Next day, go to six and seven. Uh, Can I go to eight, nine, and ten? Sure. Whatever works for you. And whatever time you have. But the goal is not number of verses. The goal is fellowship. And so we did that. We did that. And in my naivete or ignorance, I chose, I don't know why I did this. I chose First Corinthians. The first nine verses are tremendous. About the church in Christ Jesus, the called saints. God is calling you into the fellowship. But when you get to those verses about this guy marrying his mother in chapter 5. That was a little like, and, and then oh, you know, actually just chapter 1 verse 10. And I hear that there are divisions among you and I believe it. And oh, there are divisions. Hey, man. How, how do you, how do you <laughs> eat that? Actually, we need to learn to eat that. But I was not at that stage when I was, when I was a teenager. So it was a little difficult. But I made it through. I, I went through the book because that's what I was told. And I learned that helped me so much just in this point. Don't think too much. Just next verse, next verse. Like, you know, eat your vegetables, eat what's in front of you. That helps. That helps. 10 minutes in the morning. Enjoy the Lord. Now, some of you, now, you know, you're not high school kids. You're not even college kids. You're the young, you're the torso, the backbone. Some of you, and you shouldn't compare. Some of you by now, 10 minutes. Come on. You you should be a little bit. 15 minutes, 30 minutes. But if you're at 10 minutes, then you're that's where you're. So This fellowship is not to weaken or discourage. This fellowship is to what? Upgrade, encourage, build up, build up. Wherever you are, have this heart. Lord, take me to higher ground. Lead me higher up the mountain. So if it's 10 minutes, then tell our Lord, oh, I want to fellowship with you for these 10 minutes. Lord, I love you. Lord, I need you. Lord, train me to have fellowship with you. Then sometime, whether it's on the way to work, whether it's at lunch break, whether it's in the afternoon, little, you take a little break from, from work, whether it's at the end of the day, end of the workday, another 10 minutes. For what? I would say maybe five minutes to be refreshed in the word, just to maybe even just to read, maybe just to read a chapter and let, let the water in the word wash you, wash you. Five minutes. Maybe you want to take the whole 10 minutes for reading. That's okay too. Maybe five minutes for up to you. And, and, it, and it doesn't have to be. It does not have to be. In this, in this schedule, it could it could be thirty minutes in the morning. It could be fifteen, fifteen. It could be ten, and then twenty later. Work it out. Work it out. These are just these are just um, suggestions, guidelines. Nothing here meant intended to be law. I trust this. Everyone here is here with a seeking heart, seeking the Lord. And I believe you have responded to this burden of knowing the time. And actually I'm going to, I hope I have enough time, uh, that Abraham is a picture for us. Abraham, And we can see this in, what is it? Uh, Genesis 18. Abraham is called the friend of God. The friend of God. But actually in that chapter, it starts says God's friend. They have a meal together. They just have a meal and talk. It's very interesting. What kind of God is this that would visit people have a meal and, and sit around. and Like, it's not that, it's not that he came for a prepared, like, oh, you're here. Let's sit down. You know, be here at six. You know, be here at six, okay? When you come, oh, we're ready. No, it's like he came and then, and then Abraham went, get, he, he went and got the, the calf. It was still alive. Uh, and then to, go, go, hey, prepare this. Yeah, how long does that take? And so God is with the two angels. And they're just, what we would say today, shooting the breeze. I don't know how the saints in Chinese translated what I just said. <laughs> Even in Spanish. Sorry. Sorry. But just Talking. Did you know God God likes to sit and talk? Sit and chat. We have morning watch. (laughs) We have morning revival. We get the supply for the day. God likes to sit and talk. Did you know that? When was the last time you just sat and talked or went for a walk? Because that happens here too. Then after the dinner, you know, you read it and it's like, when you read it, you have no impression that several hours have passed. And by the, and then, then God tells him um, about Isaac. Hey, your wife's going to have a baby. And she laughs. You know that story? She laughs. He says, why did your wife laugh? And she's in the tent. And so she comes up and says, I didn't laugh. He says, but you did then they get up and they're walk, walking and then Abraham walks with them it's just like we do like, like we, we walk somebody to the, to the car and, and there you find out God actually all along wanted to talk to him about two things not one not just about Isaac, he wanted to talk to him about Lot. But, but, but Sodom. That but, that but, but, you know, and so the two angels they start walking, and God's it actually says, Shall I hide from Abraham? What is in my heart? What I'm going to do? Can you imagine that there's a man on the earth? That God says, how I hide from Matt what I intend to do? What kind of a privilege, my brother? What kind of a, how, I mean, to be tight with God that way? That God would say, oh, I can't do, wait, I haven't told Matt yet. Don't you want that? So it's a friend that then becomes a coworker. Because God would not do anything very interesting, even Judge Sodom, before Abraham prayed for Lot. Couldn't, couldn't God just send the two angels in there and pull them out? Seems like. But he wouldn't. Is that doesn't, it's not how he works. It's not how he works. You know, it says about, it says about Moses, I think it's Psalm 103 something. It says, he made his ways, his acts known to Israel, but his ways known to Moses. So you don't want to just, just, you don't want to just know God's acts. You want to know his ways. How does he operate? What principle? What is his heart? And Abraham entered into this. And it's very interesting. So they're oh, looking at, towards Sodom. Since God says, I, I'm going to go check this place out. There's a cry from there. I'm going to go see if it's accurate. I'm going to judge. So two of them are there. Two of them are there. And it's like, God is just... Yeah, I'm going to judge Abraham says if if, uh, there are 50 righteous, would you still do it? You know what what Abraham did? He asked a question. He inquired. We're We're going to read in the outline about beholding and inquiring. That was David's practice. Psalm 27 4, it's on your outline. One thing I have asked of Jehovah, that will I seek to dwell in the house of Jehovah all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of Jehovah, and to inquire in his temple. So, what I'm talking about is not doing, having just the practice of carrying out morning lunch, morning revival. What I'm talking about is beholding and inquiry. Does that characterize your time with the Lord? I hope it does. And if not, then I hope it will. Starting tomorrow. Starting tonight. You can. You can can just jump into this. Because you have to know, always, he is calling us into fellowship. Who wants this more than we can know? And then God says, yeah, if there are 50, I won't do it. Mm. Abraham probably realizes there's not 50. He says, if there are 45, because of five people missing, it's funny how he he emphasizes five, the smaller number, like if five people are missing, for five people, you're going to do that? No, no, I won't do it. All along, who are they thinking about? A lot. And they never mention his name. The two of them. And they're just both there standing talking. I don't even know if they're looking at each other or they're both looking at Sodom. Like, five. Forty, about thirty. Okay, for thirty, I won't. I won't do. You know, he negotiated down to ten. Yeah. Were there ten? Yeah. No. I th- I just think God ha- God was like very happy having this kind of talk with his friend and his coworker. And that's what God wants in our fellowship with him. To me, that's very different than, oh, what are the verses today? Amen. In the beginning. Amen. In the beginning. Amen. Word. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Supply me today. Rough day at work. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. What time? Oh, got to go. But does that, don't raise your hand, characterize, don't raise your hand, your morning watch sometimes, don't raise your hand. Okay, let's come to the outline. Again, the saints that are online, uh, I downloaded the outline or, or have access to it. The brothers, I believe, can put it in the chat and then you can, uh, you can uh, reference it. The practice of fellowship with God. How to enjoy God in prayer. And uh, I'll say again, nothing on this outline is original material. This is all from this book entitled, How to Enjoy God and How to Practice the Enjoyment of God. How to Enjoy God and How to Practice the Enjoyment of God, chapter 5 and chapter 12. Chapters 5 and 12. And what I just fellowshipped with you about Abraham, also not original material and revelation, I can tell you that's from the book called The Purpose, the the Meaning and Purpose of Prayer. Or is it the purpose and meaning of prayer? Yeah. Roman one, real prayer is nothing but waiting on God and breathing in God. Breathing God is to absorb God. That's, that's morning revival. That's what we mean by morning revival, by morning watch. Absorb God. You need, the pra- you need practice. You, you need to practice something. You need to do something. You need to either pray, utter words, or open the Bible or the book with the verses and touch the word. Pray reading is a great help, calling is a great help. But all these practices, can be a shell with no content. Have they never been that to you? I think all of us have fallen into empty practice at one time or another. That's why we need to kind of sharpen all our practices. Come back and remember, what are we doing here? What are we doing? We're contacting God. That's what we're doing. Not just contacting him. We're breathing him. We're absorbing him. We're allowing him the ground to get into us and saturate us. But breathing has two parts. There's not only breathing in. There's also breathing out. If you don't breathe out, actually, it's very difficult to breathe in. sometimes our breathing the lord our contacting lord may be less effective or ineffective just because we haven't breathed out what's within us it could be an offense it could be a discouragement a discouragement with someone who let us down it could be a discouragement with god he let us down. Maybe you may have the feeling he let you down in something. You're offended at him. It could be an unfulfilled dream. It could be a concern for someone. Someone you love. It could be their health. It, uh, you know, is failing. It could be a job you didn't get. It could be uh tension at work it could be tension in your family it could be tension with saints that happens something is in there and and it's clogging that needs to be breathed out maybe for that those 10 minutes in the morning are not enough you need a little walk in the afternoon you need, to, you need to come to Penuel, take an hour. I've done that. Just walk on the trails here and just anything and everything. My whole life, just... Actually, even when there's nothing wrong, I still like to do that a few times a year. Lord, I just like to lay everything on the table. I just put everything before you again. All my, all my service, all my, my, my contacts with the brothers, with locally, all my service here, all my service in the body, all my contact with churches. Lord, I don't care about anything. I just put it all, put it all down, put it all down. I don't have to do anything. You tell me, Lord, what should I pick up? And in what order should I pick up? You set the priority. And if I should let something go, Lord, it's Okay. So okay. Lord my family, every family member, pray for them, give them to the Lord again, my immediate family, extended family, relationship, every everything. Just just breathe everything out. And then inquire. Lord, what should we do? Should we just give it all up? Should we just should we just Or or pick something up. This? No, not yet? Just enjoy? Okay, let's just enjoy you longer. Okay, Lord, what about this? Okay, now it's time. And then just bring everything of our life. Keep the short accounts with the Lord. Sometimes in the midst of that, oh, the Lord shines. Sin, worldliness, the flesh, certain things I didn't realize. We're in the way, clogging. If not clogging, you know, sometimes when you have the sink, it's like clogged. Nothing, and then you, you know, then that film, that yucky film around the, it's just you know, and then you got to, you know, that's what we need in front of the Lord, and then you need a draino. What are what this draino? Is that the right something? And if not, you need the. They take the snake. There's a snake. Don't take. There's no spiritual snake. That's, that's <laughs> snakes. That's bad. But you understand what I mean. You need a unclogger. Just get in there, The Lord. Oh. But sometimes it it drains, but slow. And so you let it go. You let it go because it's still working. It's just a little slow. But it builds up. So I would encourage you, unclog it before it's fully stopped up. Breathing before the Lord. Breathing before the Lord. In order to breathe in God, A, in order to breathe in God through prayer, we must appear before God. We have the verse here. Let's read together. Psalm 42, verses 1 and 2. As the heart... in the morning, whether you sit there, kneel there, maybe you're pacing in your room or in your kitchen, or you're going for a walk, that you're presenting yourself. Here I am, Lord, here I am. Or, or ha- has, has it degraded to just a practice? book where is my book oh man then the phone oh what's that what do you present lord here i am i'm appearing before person here it says as the heart pants my soul pants for you oh god you know it could be you wake up maybe with a tune a song in your heart and rather than first the alarm, Ugh, already maybe you wake and say, "Lord, this morning I woke up with with I had that's the song this song I had a feeling oh this Jesus the very thought of thee." With sweetness fills my breast. I felt like the Lord. The Lord was like, "Nolus, this, Nolus, this, come on, Nolus, wake up, come on." Was, oh, Amen, Lord, Amen, Amen. I'm coming, I'm coming. So even brushing my teeth, actually, morning revival already began. You you understand? I'm washing up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. I'm already, I don't have to be there. Of course, when we're here, I'm not in my place, my my regular, but I have another place here. So I don't have to be there for the fellowship to begin. It it began when the Lord was like, "No, come on, come on. Oh, amen, amen, Lord, oh, Lord. And not every, but some days are like that, and that can be for you too. So the fellowship begins. Then you come, Lord, ah. And and you start to pant. I want to just finish this and get ready. And ah, here we are, Lord. Amen. So I knew I didn't have to guess. I'm supposed to sing this song now. Sometimes, what song sh- oh, should I sing? Let me see. Let me. Yeah, I would say, forget about it. It, it, it. You will you will lose time and you lose spirit trying to figure. But I would say. During the rest of the day, budget time to learn the hymns. If, if during the week you would budget time to learn the hymns, Lord could upgrade your fellowship with Him through the hymns very much. If we could, conference almost, if we could, I would take one or two sessions just on the hymns. Just on the hymns. 20, 209. 207. Oh, Lord Jesus, when we think of thee. Oh, that you could use that song for fellowship. Oh, I tell you, it could be you're singing that, that hymn. And, and, and also, I always would encourage, especially in the morning, when you're singing the hymn, don't be trapped, prisoned by the concept that you have to finish the whole hymn before praying. This song says, um, "To those who fall, how kind Thou art." Right there, you don't have to. You don't have to wait till <sighs> "Lord." You just say "Lord," you're so kind. You know, even yesterday, again I fell, but you're so kind. You could just stop your singing and just, thank you, Lord, just as I am. So like the Lord spoke my own message to me. Just as I am. Thank you, Lord. Then then, then I picked up the next verse. But what to those who find, ah, this. Oh, I found you this morning. Ah. You know, it says A-H. You know, it says, right? To those who fall, how kind thou art. How good to those who seek. Seek. And then the next verse says, to those who find, ah, this. So you might just be touched with, ah, this. Ah, ah. Usually we touch a low with, Oh, look, this morning was ah, ah. I, I just like that word ah, because it was, he was my rest. So the hymns can really add fuel to the fire of your fellowship with the Lord. Oh, but I wish I could, we could sing 371. I need the gracious Lord, 373, nothing between, 378, lead me higher up the mountain, 395, oh Jesus Christ, what is it, uh, grow, grow on me, grow on me, how does that go, in me and all things else, Lord I want everything to recede, like you understand, you don't even have to finish the word, and all things else. Re- yes, Lord! That's what I want! Like, you, you just... Amen. A feeling comes? That's anointing. That's the Spirit. Convert the feeling to words. Light will come. Actually, you pray it and it's like light will shine on you. It's really mysterious how it works. Be that flexible with the Lord. And... and With the hymn and with the Bible, with the words in the scripture, when you're praying over, praying over and applying to your, apply it to yourself. Points one, two, and three, when we pray, we close our eyes not only to concentrate, but also to stop our outward being, our outward being often wanders with our eyes after we stop our entire being and shut the door to the outside world, we will be able to turn to the deepest part of our being and exercise our spirit. When we turn to exercise our spirit, we immediately touch God and appear before him in our spirit. We must reach God. B, after touching God in our spirit, we should be silent and calm. And we must learn the lesson of not opening our mouth quickly. We do not need to shout and cry when we touch the Lord. We must learn a serious lesson in prayer. We must turn our being away from the outside world and stop our entire being and turn to our spirit and remain there silently. This I have found over the years in really, really studying this matter. Actually, actually now for more than 30 years, observing, learning for myself and so that I could teach others. I found out that this right here where we just read is the most uh, difficult obstacle. Being silent, being quiet. Really, the main problem that we have, the many saints, dozens, I could say hundreds of saints, have confessed this problem. Thoughts. Undisciplined Having an undisciplined mind, and just the thoughts come. So, so I'm I'm praying, or I'm I'm, especially when praying and praying the Word. Oh Lord Jesus, oh, oh Lord. The beginning was the Word. The Word was. Oh no, oh, oh, that thing is due today at work. That ever happen to anybody? You remember that, right in the middle of your prayer, like you're, oh, 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 and sometimes like your heart just sinks. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh man, what time is it? Oh, and then, oh, you remember, oh, oh Lord Jesus. Then you come back, Amen. The beginning was the Word. The Word was God. Oh Lord Jesus, Amen, Amen. Oh Lord, the Word was God. Actually, sometimes we we'll say, oh, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for... Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't repent for that. Just return. Because that interruption, that thought, was actually not your thought. That was Satan's injection of a thought. It's like the fiery darts in Ephesians 6. You don't have to repent for Satan. Second Corinthians... 10 says that we need to take captive every thought unto the obedience of Christ. You know, Romans 8 6. Many of you know Romans 8.6. The mindset on the flesh, the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And we try that. Don't you try that? You try to set your mind, and you do, you set your mind on the spirit. What's the problem? It becomes unset five seconds later. I set my mind. It's like a little dog. Sit. And then it no sit and then it comes. And, and 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 the mind just it, it's no, no. So we have to train our mind. We have to take captive. So you need Romans eight six with second Corinthians ten five, put them together. But you also have to do that with the realization of second Corinthians what two eleven, which says that we may not be taken advantage of by Satan. For we are not ignorant of his schemes, stratagems, devices, depending on which translation. But that word, schemes, his schemes, stratagems, devices, actually the root of that word is thoughts, mind. This is his plot. This is his plot to sabotage the bride to sabotage the building of the church to sabotage the ark you know how he does that by sabotaging sabotaging your fellowship with the lord they're all linked and this is like the basic if he can get you here he can delay the building of the ark he can't stop it no way he can't stop the lord's coming no way he can delay building of the church it's here that the battle his battle is won. that's why we need to practice take captive the thought i I mentioned this was it last night or to the sisters i don't remember a little bianca she's 10 months old my granddaughter she's so cute I put. I'm glad I put my phone away. She's on the right there. On the phone. And just you know, I, maybe we FaceTime. She doesn't talk yet. She FaceTime. Sometimes she she sees us and she smiles. You like it? Ah, am I getting? You know, that was yesterday. Okay, now. Oh, in the beginning was the word. And it's just, just, just the. Just a little, just a little, oh, and then even worse, if like, you know, I'm traveling to California that day or the next day, like, you know, I'm going to see her. And, you know, like, like, and you, it could just be there five minutes. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. And then you could, you could come back. It doesn't have to be sin. doesn't have to be the world. It could be Anything could be a dental appointment. Did that ever happen? Jesus, I love you. And oh, a dental appointment. I got an appointment today. Oh, parking is so... How many of you? Anybody? Appointments? Doctor appointment? Dental appointment? Just out of... Why? Now? Why at that moment? That Satan starts. And it's preventing you from being quiet. Silent. Calm. To receive dispensing, to receive personal enlightenment. The Lord wants to shine. Maybe the Lord that morning wants to touch the root of what has been stumbling you for the last three years. And if you're quiet before him, he's able to touch your inner being and release you in one session. And just at that time, I thought, what, what, oh, Uh, do I have gas in the car? Going up to Penuel, oh, I got to stop and get gas. It could be anything. We have to learn. What? Take captive. I practice. Just say, (laughs) no, 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 not today. Stop. Not today. You got me yesterday. You got me last week. Not today. And then just keep going. And that doesn't mean you have victory today that tomorrow will be any easier. Quiet. It, it in uh, Isaiah 3015. Isaiah 3015. This, this verse is not on our, on our outline. Amen. In returning and rest, you will be saved. In returning and rest, be saved. In quietness and in trust will be your strength, but you were not willing. (laughs) Interesting the verse ends that way. Saints, uh, in quiet, if we can learn to be quiet before the Lord... To be still. And when I say quiet before the Lord. That doesn't mean like. You could be calling. You could be saying Lord I love you. Helps us to quiet our inner being. Quiet especially our mind. And our emotion. so So that we can appear before God. Like he has our attention. That's the goal. Well I didn't say that's the goal. The goal is actually next. The goal is actually next. Beholding. Point C. When we come before God in prayer, we must learn to stop our speaking, cut off our words, and simply turn to our spirit to appear before him, touch him, behold him in silence, and gaze upon him. One says, beholding the beauty of the Lord is to look at the Lord in our spirit and to gaze on him. We need to look at him again and again, beholding appreciating, and even treasuring him. This is very sweet and necessary. This is to absorb God and enjoy him. And you have the verse there, which I quoted before, Psalm 27, 4. Especially the end, to behold the beauty of Jehovah and to inquire in his temple. I hope, saints, that we all will tell the Lord, Lord, this is my goal spending time with you. First, my first goal. I just want to behold you. I just want to look at you. Lord, you're my only hope. You're my only hope. I, I just, I just want to behold you. Make my heart pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Beholding him makes our heart pure. Beholding him and telling him we love him opens our inner being. This is not making promises to change. This is making ourselves available so that he can do whatever he wants to do within us. Well, there's much more we could say. The time has gone. Um, I'll just say this much. Maybe we still can take a few minutes, five or six minutes. Some here can respond, give some word of confirmation. How about we just take first, though, again, 30, 45 seconds just to pray, just to pray. And again, like we did yesterday, how about we pray personally, just personally for not even a minute. And those who are online, also wherever you are, if you could take the time just to pray. Then we'll open it for just a few minutes of sharing. We don't want to go too too much past the uh, stated time. Amen.